Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Support WrestleTalk. Give us a subscribe. Hey everybody, I'm John Cena. Hey, it's professional wrestler Colt Boom Boom Cabana. Hey, I'm Double J Jeff here. This is Rich Swan, Matt Riddle, the King of Rose. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Do it, bro. Support Ollie. Support Luke. Support Wrestle Talk. Support Wrestle Talk. Home of Luke Owen. Whatever Wrestle Talk is, and whoever Luke Owen is, both the Ravens. Nevermore. Wrestle Talk. It's what you come to the Wrestle Talk podcast for. Breaking news from Saturday that we're then reacting to two days after everyone else does. I am Luca and I'm joined by El Fakador, Laurie Blake. Uh, yeah, we are here, unfortunately, to talk about the very, very sad, surprising news. I think surprising to some, not surprising to others, uh, that Bray Wyatt was released from his WWE contract on Saturday um, with uh, WWE citing budget cuts as the reason why uh, uh, he was let go. I um, I was in Hastings on Saturday. I was um, at a bar with uh, my my wife and a friend of ours. Mm. And, so, and I haven't actually got any data on my phone at the moment. So <laughs> I didn't learn about this until I got back home way, way, way later in the day. All of a sudden, I, t- I took my phone connected to the internet, and all of a sudden, I was just my WhatsApp was blown up because... You guys were talking about it, but also you weren't around either because no. you were at Birmingham <laughs> at the Games Expo. So yeah, if, if anyone's been like, how in the hell is it taking you two days to, to do uh, anything about this? Well, there you go. That's why we ain't, we ain't been around. Uh, but Laurie, it's been um, you know nearly 48 hours since the news happened. Um, how, um, how did you feel about it at the time? Like, where were you when you found out? Uh, we were sitting around playing a board game at the Board Games Expo in Birmingham, and it was about an hour after Pete had said he'd already made a breaking news episode. So we were just like, <laughs> what? Uh, first of all, what a Los Ingo Bananas week of wrestling news it was anyway, just because of blooming, you've got Daniel Bryan, you've got CM Punk at the beginning of the week, and then we come full circle when Bray Wyatt is released at the end of this week, like save it up, guys. Spend, spread it out a bit. Like, do you know what I mean? Like, there's, 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 yeah, well, you, there's You'd think that. Channels run. You think that now the news is coming out that Adam Cole might be leaving as well. Might be leaving NXT. Uh, Yeah, I know. Guys, give us a break. Spread it out. We want one big video a week, not one week of big videos. Guys, come on. Um, (laughs) But yeah, I think like this is this was one of those things where I think it's quite a shock because I think everyone thought that they were very high on Bray, but I think his his absence since WrestleMania did lead you to believe that something more was going on. So it's not. I don't think it was too shocking to find out that he'd been released because I think it, you know, I think when people are floating around the idea that it might be mental health related, it might be, you know, like family related, then there does become that kind of question of like, realistically, like doing a wrestling show like Raw or SmackDown or whatever, just doing a touring WWE show and all the house shows and stuff like that is brutal. Like it is a really brutal thing to do. And there must be sort of a decision between, I feel like this, I know all the news has kind of come out saying he was texting, it it was budget cuts and all that kind of stuff. But like, there's got to be a bit of a give and take here of the situation is known across the board, you know, like, that's kind of my feeling on it. It's like, if he's been off because of whatever reason, like, it's not because of heat or whatever, they wanted to bring him back. There was plans to bring him back. And then this decision has been made. I don't know. What do you think? What do you you think is actually going on, Luke? Because that's the the kind of drama here, isn't it? 
isn't it just like it's Ollie had it quite nicely in his news where he said this isn't like this isn't the Andrade situation. Andrade was asked for his release and he was cut. Uh, this is more like the Braun Strowman release where Braun Strowman had a really big contract and he was cut. You know, this mm-hmm. comes off the back of Thursday's investors call where they were talking about like, you know, skyrocketing uh, profits and this that, and the other and about how like, you know, everything is going really, really well. Like the whole company is just on a roll at the moment. The house show business that they're currently doing is going gangbusters. Mm-hmm. They are doing really, really well on all of their shows and stuff like AEW doing really good as well. But WWE are like Meltzer said on, on Twitter uh, yesterday, I think it was, they haven't been this hot in terms of ticket demand in nearly 20 years. And do you know mm. what that that's what happens when you have a year off, I guess, you know, 18 months off from fans, you know, but you have that sort of like starvation for people wanting to go and see your product. But we have this situation now where Bray was released because of budget cuts. And mm. Sean Rossap reported via Fightful, um, uh, this is a quote, almost nobody um backstage in WWE didn't like believe that. Like nobody yeah. really like bought into the idea that this was a budget cut thing. So is there a sense of um some of the writers were apparently told this was secondhand. They were told this wasn't told to them by Bray. This was told to them secondhand that uh, Bray was becoming difficult to work with because he was uh, very protective of the Fiend character, which was pretty understandable given that the Fiend character is a borderline being garbage since it <laughs> since he debuted. But I'm sorry, also if they if they're going, he's difficult to work with because he's very protective of the character. He did that thing at Hell in a Cell where he he let them mess it up on the first go. It's like he has not <laughs> been protective of that character. He's been, if anything, he's been too lax in protecting the character because they muffed it up incredibly quickly. Yeah, um, his, feud I mean, Randy Orton, his feud with Randy Orton, lest we forget, was Randy Orton beat him. Alexa Bliss beat Randy Orton. Then Randy Orton beat him. And that was it. Like, that was the whole feud. Randy Orton mm. beat him in December. He disappeared for months, came back, and lost again. Like, that was yeah. the whole feud. It was a dreadful, dreadful feud. And, like, the whole Randy thing, you know, the whole situation with that was, we, we've covered it a lot on this channel before, but that was, they started this feud. The creative team had started this feud with no end goal in mind. They had no idea where they were going, so they were just making it up on a week-to-week basis. So you ended up being like, ah, Randy Orton looks at a TV and sees a possessed version of himself. Uh, mm. Randy can just go out and he'll just mm. split up some black girl or something. Um, Alexa Bliss can come out and she's got a playset now. Like they had no idea with what they were doing with it. And the only and then it was meant to be a fiend win. And then on the Saturday before WrestleMania, they were like, now nah, Randy's winning with no reason as to why. Mm. And Randy was then meant to go off and do a feud with Braun Strowman, but Randy was like, uh-uh, I ain't into that. Like, I want to do something that I actually enjoy doing for a change. So he started doing the stuff with Matt Riddle that he is enjoying. Whereas, like, Bray Wyatt then did a promo on Raw at Firefly Funhouse, and that's it. And we mm. haven't seen him whatsoever. And I know there have been people who have been saying to us, ah, but he'll come back for the, the Alexa Bliss thing. Like, surely there's still something with the Alexa Bliss thing. Alexa Bliss made it very clear on the Raw after WrestleMania she was done with The Fiend. And, the mm. fiend, and Bray's promo was essentially, I'm done with Alexa Bliss. And that's it now. She is the, she is a, uh, she's not even a fiend related character anymore. They've re- no. removed all of the fiend stuff from her gimmick, basically. She is just Alexa Bliss, spooky goth. And, and it's, he has been noticeable by his absence. There's been like no talk of him whatsoever. Apparently, there were creative plans for him to come back, though. Yeah. I just it just makes you wonder doesn't it it's like you know obviously that whole the budget cuts is is bs like that is that is that is just what you tell people when you're cutting them for whatever other reason that you don't want to get out which obviously is leading a lot of people to think that WWE is looking to sell itself which is what you do you cut as much as possible so that it's easier to sell right like that is that is just how businesses function so like that could be an option my other like and obviously if he's in a big contract then they're going to want to get him out but people are saying on the other end of the spectrum bray is a massive merchandise mover for wwe like he brings in money by being involved because you can sell your fiend masks and your firefly funhouse boxes and your t-shirts and the character has so many different facets and keeps creating new characters that can also have their own blooming t-shirts or whatever like around them it does seem like there must be something more going on with it than just a financial decision, right? And even more so than just a creative conflict because, yeah, 
saying he's hard to work with. He took the L every time he was asked, clearly. Like, yeah, I'm sure he was probably harder to work with the more L's you gave him because, to be fair, he invented a character that was meant to be a slasher villain, which is they're meant to be kind of unstoppable, and you immediately started stopping him and killed the push, and then people were kind of having a backlash against him being involved in stuff. And I feel like Bray's always kind of seemed like the sort of person who has a long-term plan for his character and the way he wants to build stuff. And I don't think the universal title was even factored into that when The Fiend first debuted. And WWE were the ones who were stepping in and going, no, this is the direction we're going in with it, messed it up, and then stopped having a direction for it, like you said, and just sending out Randy to just puke up black goo and look at himself in the TV or whatever, like just making it up on a whim, which is clearly not the kind of creative fulfillment that someone like Bray is probably looking for. So then I'm like wondering, is it a case of WWE worrying if Bray is going to have to go off for more time off or whatever it is, you know, they're just going, well, he's, he's already had to like take time out for whatever reason this year and for injuries and for other bits and bobs, all the kind of speculated mental health stuff. It's like, are they just looking at that and going like, well, if he's not going to be on TV, don't need him. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I can't remember who it was now on Fightful kind of had a really good um sort of argument for like the budget cuts thing. Um, you know, it was, it was why they cut Braun Strowman, um, which is that like, you know, Braun Strowman was on this huge money contract because he knew what his worth was. And he was basically going to me and to be like, well, you know, there's this thing called AEW that I could always go to. So they'd be mm. like, well, crap, give him more money. Make sure that uh, the monster stays here. But now if you are looking to, so there was an interesting thing actually that I think it was PW Insider reported with Nick Khan that uh, he is quote obsessed with the company not even being one iota in the red, and one way to do that is to cut the big money contracts. Oh, it's yeah. just to get rid of all of those because that way your it's your per dollar price then is you are making a load of money but you're also not spending as much money so your your profits are much much higher which is but you're also spending less which means that you are more of a interest if you are looking to sell the company which i don't know if they are but bloody hell it's starting to can feel like it like they are starting to like really go in that direction but i almost don't think they are i just think it's a case of they just want to be in the black as much mm. as possible um in the alistair black uh, you know just because they don't want to the, the WWE for the last five six seven years bought every single indie star on the planet that's what nxt was nxt was just like hey indie wrestling's popular let's sign them all and we'll mm. have our own indie show so that we can make all the money off that and they have done unfortunately all of this hoarding of talents has now come back to bite them on the ass and they've got this guy in who's just like we're spending too much money cut 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 i don't really care who they are i really care about creative plans mm. i'm just cutting them all and, and they're still Khan. signing people to NXT UK. They're still signing people to NXT UK. <laughs> yeah, but that's NXT not they should, not they should NXT... be. Well, I don't, NXT I don't UK understand. Worth nothing. They're worth and nothing. I think, like they get paid think... less than we do. Yeah, and you got to look at. I guess you got to look at like Bray as well as like as a character. This and this is not a ju- this is not me trying to justify them from WWE's position, but like as a character, Bray's expensive. Like Bray takes production elements to like the firefly funhouse stuff you had to have puppets made you had to have a mask made you had to had have gear made you have to like do shoot days to film his bits and bobs like it's not just stick someone backstage with a couple of lights and a bit of smoke like the alistair black promos in the room or whatever this is like full-on like we need a day shooting to do one of these bits and bobs so like i think from a production perspective the fiend is an expensive character to run on a wrestling show. It's not like John Cena, who just I don't, obviously John Cena is expensive because it's John Cena, but like the character of John Cena, were it played by anyone who isn't John Cena, you know, how much do sweatbands cost, Luke? Oh, Realistically, yeah, yeah like little, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, that's it. And you're chucking him out into the crowd. That's about that's about, he loses a t shirt a day. That's about it for John Cena, <laughs> but like. <laughs> I think that's it. Like Bray's Bray is an expensive character. So it feels like, you know, if you're talking about budget cuts, that could be part of it. But th- he's bringing in money hand over fist, surely, for that character. I, I wonder as well, like, you know, the other side of the coin is like, do they feel like they threw everything at Bray? Like, you know, from their kind of internal perspective, I, you know, there's, there's a heartless side of it of like Nick Khan's just looking at it and going, well, that's just a lot of money, so let's just cut that and not even bother about it. But there's the other side of the coin, which is, you know, they did put a lot behind Bray. Like, they probably, they're not viewing it as in terms of, well, we we 
beefed that really hard. <laughs> like, you know, they're just going, well, he main evented Hell in a Cell. He had this huge debut. He won the Universal title in very short shrift. And then people still kind of, there was still a bit of a turn on the character at a certain point, right? Like, you know, especially mm-hmm. the loss of Goldberg and stuff like that. It didn't, he didn't exactly bounce back from that. And maybe they just look at that and they go like, well, we chucked everything at him and it's still not gelling necessarily. So maybe that's it. Maybe they're just like, well, this is, you know, and they probably, no, stupidly, they probably feel like they did that with the the cult leader, Bray Wyatt as well. You know, that, yeah, totally. you can't, you I just, you, it's difficult. Yeah. You can't put yourself in that mindset of like how they think about that business. Because from the outside, I think it seems very obvious that Bray is not someone you should cut because also, yeah, he's he would just in re- if you said like the fiend's not working, he'd just come up with something else. Exactly, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, it, it seems like that character. It, it, the the um the the beefing it of the character is really funny. Kind of like when we th- you think back a bit, and with the benefit of hindsight as well, I think a lot of people tend to forget because I often forget this at times. Seth Rollins is a heel now because WWE beefed the fiend so bad because mm. of the bollocks that they did at Hell in a Cell. They had to turn Seth heel because the crowd completely turned against Seth and almost looked at him as you're the problem. We can't push the fiend because you're here. And that's what turned Seth heel. And like everything that I feel that they did with after the fiend, like that perfect SummerSlam debut, which I've rewatched, you know, uh, I rewatched it today. I, in fact, actually rewatched mine and Ollie's reactions to, uh, to it as well when we watched it live. And I said the words, that was a perfect debut. Because mm. it really was like, and you, you know, you and I and, and Ollie and, and Pete and everyone, we were like in the office every single day of that SummerSlam period. And like that SummerSlam to Hell in a Cell, like four week period, felt like the most exciting world in WWE because like every single person was talking about the fiend and it felt like the coolest thing. I remember getting into an argument with someone on Twitter as well because 2K announced that he was a pre order bonus for WWE 2K20 and I was like that is a crocker crap just put it if you did put him in the damn game don't mm. make him a pre-order bonus don't make me pay extra shit up money extra and people were like well you don't have to pay extra for pre-order I was like well I'm playing a game I don't know is any good uh but you know it's gonna be good though don't you well look who was bloody wrong there because the well, people were like the fit then people were like Bray Wyatt was in the game they were like Bray Wyatt's in the game it's like but that's not who Bray Wyatt is now by the time the game comes <laughs> out Bray Wyatt's the fiend. Like that's not yeah, yeah. you can't be like, oh, pay for the new version of Bray Wyatt. It's like, no, that's the current version of Bray Wyatt. And exactly, when this game yeah. comes out, which is named after the following year, came out in 2019, 2K20, this is gonna be massively out of date. Stupid. Yeah. Okay. It, it was getting to see. But like the, the, every single month after that, it's just felt that people have been less and less and less into the fiend, which is a real mm. shame because I think the other people are I've had some people be like, I don't like the matches. You know, Tempest is one of those people. I don't like the matches, which I totally get. I totally yeah. understood. But I was still massively into the character. And I, and I think I was, from a perspective of just like, man, I just wish this could be like the the original, like, you know, four or five months we had when it was just Bray, when it was just all like all of those self-produced things that Bray was doing. That's kind of, that's what I'm looking for. That's the character that I want. Fortunately, what we got was almost like the WWE version of that, mm. which just inherently felt less good. Do you, think, so do you think that's something he can go replicate elsewhere then? Do, do you think like Bray yeah. is going to be able to go, I'm not saying be the fiend, but go and kind of fulfill that creative destiny almost in a, in a different company? I kind of hope so. Like, I know a lot of people are saying like, oh, when he goes to AEW, AEW is the answer to this and the other. And like, yeah, sure. AEW was the second biggest company in, in North America. So that totally makes sense that mm. everyone's thinking that's where you can go. But there's like a there's loads of places that Bray could go and make an incredible amount of money for himself. But like with all of the wrestling, it's a tough one because, you know, Tony Khan brought Matt Hardy in to do the broken character. And Matt Hardy did the broken character. He did the teleporting. He did the levitation. He did all of the uh, the stuff with the drone and everything. And the fans didn't really like it much. But more importantly, Tony Khan didn't like it much. Yeah. And I think Tony almost had a bit of like buyer's remorse uh, about it, which you can tell because they very quickly sort of like, let's get him out of that broken stuff and let's just have him be Matt Hardy again. Um, it, we, we gave it a go, but ultimately I'm not the biggest fan of it. So like, would a Tony Khan then want him to do something like a character like the fiend in all elite wrestling mm. like it's it almost feels like it's not a character that's made for that promotion yeah i kind of agree i feel like wwe was the place that to do the fiend if you were going like i think also because AEW's like 
WWE's production is light years behind where regular television production is, and AEW's production is behind where WWE is even now. And I feel like right. WWE at least had the machinery to do the fiend and all the vignettes and and all that stuff and do it well, like to, to you know to make all of that look good and and do all the editing really well on on the kind of like fiend reveals and stuff like that. That stuff was all fantastic. I don't think AEW necessarily is quite there yet on that side of things. Where that, where AEW is, is on long-term booking and on matches. And obviously, I feel like sometimes the matches yeah. is Bray's weak spot in wrestling because he's such a good talker and he's such a good kind of creative that he kind of doesn't fit the AEW mold as it stands right now. But maybe by the time that... Brace freed up to actually go there and stuff. They'll be a bit more in tune with that stuff because it seems like they're doing that kind of thing with Malachi Black. Like there is a bit of mystery there, and there is a bit more being revealed through character work and vignettes and stuff rather than just like in-ring promo, which is AEW's bread and butter. Um, so maybe by the time that happens, they'll be willing to put some money behind it. If 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 that is the case that he's going to go there, like this is a thing to kind of take a punt on and be like, well, let's see if it gels and it, it works, or what is the next. I mean, just go back to the cult leader character is what I'd do because well, yeah, exactly. that just works in any situation. Like, so good. Uh, yeah. I've, uh, the thing I found with, with Bray's journey in WWE has been so incredibly frustrating is that he's always had these great characters. I thought the cult leader gimmick was so, so good. It was mm. marvelous in NXT. Really, really great. It came to the main roster and it was great there as well. The problem is, is that WWE have almost been looking for the next Undertaker. So they give him spooky magic and then it was, I was like, well, now you're just a spooky magic man. And I was like, well, that doesn't, that's not really the best version of this character. And I think the same thing happened with Fiend was originally this, this sort of like split personality thing. And then WWE made it spooky magic. And mm. that was a less good version of that character. And I was saying the things about AEW and I saw a few people in the, in the chat be like, well, what about Abaddon in AEW? I was like, well, yeah, but Abaddon has been on TV on Dynamite like five times. Yeah. In you know, in the space of like a year or so, like it's clearly a gimmick that they like, but they're not willing to be like, we can put that out on TV. I'm comfortable putting that out on TV every single week. Yeah, it's like yeah, that one feud with Ikari Shida, and that was it. We should back off to dark with you. Um, so yeah, I I, I think that Bray would have a because but the other thing as well, people say for AEW, we could talk about other places as well, but the other thing that people say for AEW and Bray working together is that. AEW is a place where you've been allowed to, where they've been allowing talent to come in with their creative. Their, this is the vision mm -hmm. I have for this character and working with the wrestlers to be like, what is your character? What is the story? What would you like to do? And if you've got Bray, you know, given the, say, the creative freedom that he didn't have in WWE, is that surely that's a match made in heaven, some would argue. Oh, you, you, you'd have to think that. Like, it's, I think Bray is one of those like outliers in WWE in that he 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 created two characters that were legitimately like all-time wrestling characters, I think. I think the Fiend and the Cult Leader versions of Bray Wyatt, beyond the booking of them and the stories that WWE decided to tell with them, they both stand out as like these are kind of like top 50, top 25. Maybe, maybe approaching top 10 characters for like wrestling for me personally. But and I think for a lot of people, like they are fantastic characters and they were so good that even the, like WWE was obsessed with using them, even though they didn't want to push them. Do you know what I mean? Like Bray was in all these huge matches as the cult leader and never won any of them. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah. He was constantly, <laughs> yeah. he was constantly floating around the picture of being like, this is important. This this guy is someone we want on TV a lot because we like the way he talks and we like the way he does stuff and we love the presentation and we like the Wyatt family. We ain't going to ever give him a win. And when we do give him that win, it's going to be a really weird point in time, elimination chamber. But we get, you know, we're going to like we are going to put stuff behind him and we are going to consistently feature him on TV. Like that's kind of the power of Bray Wyatt. And I think AEW should be looking at that and going like, well, you know, I bet this man's got a third character in him. I bet yeah. you he's got a third character yeah. in him. The other thing as well, like just to kind of talk about uh, AEW, uh, Bray and, and WWE in this release that we haven't actually talked about yet is that this clearly feels like a very last minute decision. This feels very much like mm. the Alistair Black release. Alistair Black had merchandise up on WWE.com for pre-order. Like, and they had, he'd just come back onto SmackDown. Like, they were clearly going in a direction with him and then just released him. 
Bray is, was advertised for shows in August. Yeah. Bray has got action figures coming out very soon. Bray has got merchandise available on WWShop.com <laughs> that we're going to be available very, very soon. And all of a sudden, like, it's just like, and then he's gone. Like, to mm. me, that feels like that is someone who, like, I can't even say it's a, it's a ask for his release because I don't think Alistair Black did either. It's just this, it was this bizarre thing of just like, I really do think this comes down to Nick Khan just looks at figures and is mm. I would I would wager I would probably put money on I have zero backing for this I have zero evidence of this I don't think Nick Khan watches the product I don't right. think Nick Khan is a part of the cre- I don't think he watches Raw I don't think he watches SmackDown I don't think he has a clue who like the WWE champion is he just sees names and figures and he looks at those names and figures and then he presents them to Vince and he's like which of these names can I get off this spreadsheet because it's making my spreadsheet look bad and that's it. Mm. It's probably just a, are they on TV right now? Mm. That's probably the, that's probably as far as the question goes. Bray wasn't on TV right now. Braun wasn't particularly being used. Like he sort of had his main event thing, and as soon as that was over, they were like, "Okay, see ya." Uh, Black had been on TV for three weeks, was it? So he wasn't in the middle of was, something. It was like he, yeah, like yeah, that was it. Like two or three weeks he was on, yeah. He'd had four vignettes by that point, and he'd he'd attacked Biggie. That is that's what had happened so far with Alistair Black, and then they then they released him. Like you know, it it must literally be a case of well, who, what's personnel that you can get rid of? Who's not in a storyline at this exact moment in time, or like in a big storyline? And yeah, it's a real, it's a real real shame. It's just it seems like yeah, just a panic move, and I don't know, I don't know. It must be literally like we need to shift a needle right this week to tell someone we've done it. So we'll do that. Yeah. That's that done. Maybe like, the, maybe like the quarterly numbers when they did mm. the investment call were as high as some investors would have wanted them to be. So it's like, well, cool, we'll cut this cost now because then when we come to the next quarter with all of the sales and stuff, they'll be even better. Who knows? Like maybe it literally is just comes down to a monetary decision. Well, because... you've got to it's telling because it's six days. It's like five days after they did the call, right? The call was what, like, thir- or was it two days after they did it? Was the call like Thursday? It was the call was on the Thursday. Call was, yeah. The call yeah, was there, so it's like two days later. So they must have just gone yeah. like, yeah, we'll do that within the next couple of days. And on a Christ. Saturday as well. Like, they yeah. don't do releases on Saturdays. And like a singular release as well. It just felt... It was such weird timing and everything. And, you know, apparently he wasn't... Number. Oh. Yeah, he, he wasn't on TV, like, since WrestleMania. Apparently, for creative reasons, he was medically cleared. Um, and... The other note that we've got uh, from PW Insider is that Wyatt's relationship with Vince behind the scenes, quote, ran hot and cold at times. So I don't know whether that plays into anything either. Mm. I just, yeah, I mean, that's the thing is like, clearly, Vince, I think Vince is a faddy booker. Like, you know, like Vince, Vince views the product in, with through very like faddy eyes, apart from the fact that he likes really big dudes. Like that's, I think that's his only constant is he's like, I love really big muscly dudes. And then everything else around that, it's like, he goes for about a week on it. And then he's like, yeah, well, like, I don't, I don't know what, like, I'd love to know, like to, you know, pick through his brain and go, what's your threshold for thinking something successful? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, because it seems so flippant and it seems so based on like a week to week basis. And it's never thought about with, the long term that's behind it and then yeah it clearly is also just a just a simple monetary value thing here of like bray was probably worth a lot of money like bray was on a big contract they were paying him a lot of money he wasn't being used hasn't been used for months now so see ya like it doesn't matter that we've got all this stuff in the in the works like you know because also like i guess when it's action figures and stuff like that there is a cost that's absorbed by the company that makes the action figures rather than wwe so well, I'm, you know, and also those those figures will still sell. They might sell even more now that he's been released. You know, he's actually more in the public view than before. But yeah, it's just it just it does boggle the mind. It does boggle the mind, yeah. And it's amazing actually that those action figures sell because they're made by Mattel, who make terrible toys. Um, the <laughs> thing I wanted to, to ask you <laughs> because <laughs> because we're now in a situation which we haven't been in previously with a lot of these other mass releases which is that it's raw tonight and fans are in attendance oh yeah that is a reaction you cannot control anymore we're not in the thunderdome anymore where you can just like turn off the booze you can just plug in the cheers what reaction 
is Alexa Bliss going to get tonight on Raw? I feel so bad for Alexa Bliss in all of this, by the way. Yeah. Poor, poor, like she's had to, like, I'm not going to say like poor, poor Alexa, because I think that's a bit condescending and a bit patronizing, but I do really feel sorry for her. She's had to put her account onto private because she was getting hounded by idiots all weekend being like, this is your fault. When, it is not her fault whatsoever. It's not her fault that she, this is the character she was given. It's not her fault that she uh, that the Bray Wyatt got released. It's got nothing to do with her. But I do mm. think that tonight on Raw, there is going to be a... I, I don't know. Do you think she's going to get a negative reaction from the crowd who are going to like look at her and be like, well, you are the Wish version. I, I, I ordered the Fiend on Wish and I got you instead. We have Fiend at home. Um, yeah, like... Is the, <laughs> Is she is she advertised for Raw tonight? I don't know. I don't know what. I don't actually watch anything on Raw tonight. I would show, choose I to not put her on the show. But uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like I think I think you're I think you're completely right that she's going to get a. There's going to be a portion of the audience that gives quite a vocal negative response to Alexa Bliss. But yeah, people are like it's silly to go after her because do you know what? If she said no to that gimmick, they would have just put it on someone else. It's not like oh, yeah. you know. WWE does not care about that. Like she wasn't the only person. She's definitely not even the only blonde who works there. Like, do you know what I mean? It's not like yeah. it would have been fine. Um, and yeah, it would have happened anyway. And like, you know, in that same same degree, like couldn't have Brave just said, why don't we not do this finish to Hell in a Cell? Like, you know, there's multiple choices all, all across the board where people say yes to the company because it's their job to. That's your job when you're contracted somewhere. And this is where we get up. Like I think the, the fault lies with WWE ultimately for everything that happened with Bray. And then, yeah, this feels like kind of the, the icing on a particularly crap cake. Um, but yeah, like it'll be, it will be very interesting to see how the audience respond to Alexa Bliss and also to like any, any of the, like if, if any of the man's happen to be there or anyone that is, is viewed to be part of management. Like, do you know what I mean? It, it, this will be kind of a, are there going to be chance for Bray in different matches or like all that kind of stuff? I don't know, man. I feel like the tide is turning. Well, uh, as, as the chat has just pointed out, because I didn't know this, tonight's Raw is in Chicago. Uh, a Chicago market that like, you know, sold over 10,000, I think like 12,000 tickets for the Rampage show that AEW announced last week, just on pre-sale tickets alone. It's a mm. Chicago crowd that is probably quite excited that CM Punk is likely coming back. Like, is Ollie and I have been asking, you know, for the last few weeks on on Raw, like, when will the AEW chance start in crowds? Like, it's in Chicago. Like, <laughs> Chicago, yeah. Chicago, Chicago audiences are feisty at the best of times. Mm. Like, are they going to be like, and they might be like, <laughs> you've got to hope. I think WWE have got to hope that this is the hardcore WWE audience that aren't buying tickets to AEW shows and are just there because because C- John Cena was on the poster and John Cena is going to do the dark match. That is WWE's best option here, that it is just fans who want that to be there for wwe and wwe people are gonna buy the tickets so they can go and chant cm punk at wwe mate it's not (laughs) it's not gonna be just wwe hardcore like wwe hardcore would also probably only fill half that arena surely like do you know what i mean it's i think having the full the full gamut of wrestling fans there will be the case and yeah like chicago crowds are rowdy at best so i think they're gonna be pulling everything uh, out of their minds to to chant at this show. But yeah, CM Punk and AEW, oh, I think we'll be on this, especially, especially if Raw's bad, especially. Yeah, if bad. right. Especially like, if Raw is bad. And like, if it's and boring Raw- at any point or sags, yeah. like they're, they're going to get chanted. Because I think like the, the Raw crowds are fu- a bit funny at the moment and will be for the next few weeks, because although he's not on the show, he's not on the brand. I think John Cena is like part of the show. It's like he's basically advertised mm. for every show going forward because he's doing the dark matches. He was he did last week's dark match on Raw. He tagged with uh, Matt Riddle. So you could also just get those fans that are just not reacting to things because they're waiting for John Cena to be in the, yeah. the dark match that they were. They got told when they bought their tickets. So I am... Okay. I, I think Goldberg is on the show tonight. It's the only thing I know that is happening on Raw tonight. Oh, and no. it's for the first time in a while. I'm like I'm excited to watch Raw, if only to see what the crowd does. Oh, okay. Well, also, yeah, like if Goldberg's on the show and we're talking Bray Wyatt, there's a very good time to start uh, chanting stuff at him because, I mean, their history... Not yeah. Fun. Oh, yeah. I mean, he's the man who bloody. I completely yeah. He's the man who he's the man who basically buried the thing. So 
Yeah, pretty much. At least Rollins uh, right, we- gone off. <laughs> got out of the, got out of Raw. See you guys. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Uh, we have got some chats from you all. Thank you all so much uh, for sending in your ultra chats. Uh, Moyne says, hey guys, with Bray's release, I can honestly never see things in WWE getting better. I've been watching since I was five. I'm now 23 and have never seen things in WWE this bad on all fronts. Thank you for all the great content and positivity. It's not all bad, mate. It's not uh, 2010. Uh, Charles Berger <laughs> said, ah, yes, budget cuts, meaning Bray wouldn't budge and let WWE continue to ruin him. It made Vince very mad. So they cut to the chase and released him. It's my birthday tomorrow. I can't think of a better way to celebrate than with you guys. Thank you very much, Charles. Happy Manny birthday R. tomorrow. Happy birthday for tomorrow. I mean, I'll see you in the raw chat tomorrow. Uh, Manny says, damn, so the big show, Mark Henry, Matt Hardy and Christian, now hopefully Bray Wyatt to AEW. Don't know about you guys, but I want to see Randy Orton have a feud with AJ Styles next. Damn that jam. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's quite a funny little coincidence that we've had. That all mm. of those guys, the last thing they did in WWE was have a segment with Randy Orton, and all of them have come to AEW now. The career killer. <laughs> uh, Ao Bear one three eight. Owie. Weird mix. Uh, sorry, weird mix of feelings about Bray's release. So sad the fiend is gone, but super excited for all of his creative potential moving forward with another company. Hopefully, one that lets him spread his fiendish wings. Wyndham to AEW confirmed. So the, the other thing, yeah, Bray has kind of teased already his new gimmick. He's changed his Instagram to the Cult of Wyndham coming soon, and mm-hmm. his ninety day non compete is on October 29th, which is a Friday, the same day as AEW Rampage, and just before the Full Gear pay-per-view. So just before Halloween as well. Yeah, yeah just before Halloween. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a cult, if you will. That's cult with a K as well. So you know it's cool. So he's, but they've used that hashtag, he's used that hashtag for a while. Um, oh, has he now? As like, yeah, that's that's a few of his, a few of his uh, Instagram posts have always been tagged Cult of Wyndham and stuff like that. Like, there's it mostly for like sharing art for the fiend and stuff like that. Like a few of the kind of creative minds and stuff of, but this might have been what he was planning to sort of merge into in WWE. His last, the last Firefly Funhouse promo made like was big on the idea of like a whole new Bray, a whole new this, a whole new that. It seemed like there was going to be some kind of character refresh 
in the works anyway for his return. So you might have just gone, okay, well, that never aired. So let's just move this over here now. Yeah, apparently some people saying in the chat was meant to be a podcast that he never actually started. Um, mm. I think, Bright, like speaking of podcasts, that's a podcast interview that's going to be very, very interesting when he comes out again, like the full backstage scoop of what went down in his time in WWE and all the various like fail stop start pushes like that is going to be a fascinating fascinating listen quite uh, a unique Adam one Pop- as well surely as well mm-hmm. like quite like bray's one of the few people who hasn't broken kayfabe for a very long time you know like so this is this is going to be that that real like diving into some like actually a lot of behind the scenes stuff and creative workings that we've only speculated on before and that'd be very very interesting uh, Adam Blamplate said, anyone losing their job is obviously a bad thing, but the worst thing of all of this is the harassment Alexa Bliss received on Twitter. It's not her fault. She didn't release Bray. I'm sure whatever Bray does next, he will smash it. Completely agree with you on that. Bacon Rasher said, hey lads, just want to thank Ollie for the news today. Can't believe Adam Cole's contract expires August this month, as opposed to August ne- uh, another month. Uh, sorry, lightening the mood with all the sad Bray stuff. Jam that jam, L-I-W for life. <laughs> Did he say that? In- <laughs> That's hilarious. That is a man who still thinks it's july um <laughs> uh, yeah so let's quickly talk about the adam cole thing so mm. i woke up this morning sean ross sap is still awake which boggles the mind the man never sleeps and he's just talking about like oh i've got this big story about uh adam cole's contract up on fightful select i'm like bloody hell man like you look at mm. wrestling inc and like um raj had been reporting it as well that he is so from what i can gather his contract is it's not expiring at the end of august it's already expired. It expired back in June, but he had an extension until the end of August, and then he was going to weigh up the rest of his oppor- uh, the, is um, uh, mm-hmm. what was next for him. Uh, I mean, what do you make of the, the Adam Cole situation? Oh, I don't really know, because he's, he's signed an extension, and he signed an extension to essentially finish a feud that already finished. Like, you know, he's he's basically signed to go through to SummerSlam, do TakeOver 37, and face off against Kyle O'Reilly again. It's like, we've done that. You know, it's it felt like it was it was wrapped up at the last takeover. Um, So I'm interested to see what where he ends up, really, because obviously, like, you know, a lot of people immediately say, like, why doesn't he? He's already been backstage at a lot of AEW events because of Britt Baker being there. He's friends with a lot of the AEW guys because that's who he was hanging out with in Ring of Honor. Um, So. That definitely seems like a sort of open bit of potential for him. But I feel like, is there not, maybe there's a bit of him that wants to try the main roster. Do you know what I mean? Like, Mm. you know, I think Adam Cole is one of those ones that like he's, they're high on him in WWE. He obviously respected the company enough to not just disappear when they shock horror, discovered that his contract was up in like two days. Part of that report said that, you know, there was a lot of heat and frustration backstage when it was discovered that his contract was coming up because they thought it was later than that. But he signed an extension like at short notice without potentially without really negotiating much more than that. Just like, let's just extend my contract until SummerSlam and then we'll work it out after that. So it gives them time to actually negotiate, keeping him on, getting him a new contract, moving him up to Raw or SmackDown. But yeah, it, it puts the ball in WWE's court. If they want to keep Adam Cole, this is where you make the play for it, right? Like, and go like, yeah, this is this is where you start to promise the man the world. But he's done everything in NXT. So what are you going to do with him? Well, exactly. I, I If I was a betting man, which I am not, I I would say that he resigns with with WWE. I think certainly getting if you're getting an extension in your contract, I think that's a real sign of faith that you have uh, with the working there. But like to agree with you, there's nothing left for him to do in NXT. Yeah. He has done everything there is to be done in NXT. But I also he is a guy that I am I don't want going to the main roster at this point. After seeing the Carrion Cross thing and like the the writer's defense of the Carrion Cross losses and being like doesn't, hey, it was doesn't matter the for the story. Oh my god, yeah, the matches don't matter. It's all about the story. And the story is that we're gonna bring Scarlet in. I was like, well, Scarlet's already with him. Scarlet's with him literally on an, on the other show that you do. How does that how is that a credible argument? How is that so, a story? It's, it's not a story. Is, man loses match, therefore story happens out. So it's like the match is part of story, you idiots. Like otherwise, what we, like I'm not watching wrestling just for the stories, funnily enough. I'm watching it for the stories and the rest. Like the, the wrestling should inform the story, and the story yeah. should inform the wrestling, not they should be two separate entities and then you should just go, the matches don't matter. We can just chuck those out. Who cares about what the outcomes are? I care about the bloody outcomes because otherwise, why are we pretending to wrestle? 
Oh, Why? Was, it was such a maddening. Uh, so if I'm Adam Cole as well, I'm looking at that being like, I don't think that main roster deal looks like a lot of fun, really. But having, you know, and having said that, I also said that I, I would have put money down that Daniel Bryan would have re-signed as well. And it looks like I was mm. very wrong on that one. And he is, he is AEW bound. So I don't know. We'll keep our eyes out for that one. Well, this stuff as well, Luke, is like, you know, Karen Cross is a massive show of no faith in anyone from NXT from WWE. Oh, and yeah. like, if you are from NXT and thinking about moving up, they're going to have to offer you a lot of money. The problem yeah. is they offer you a lot of money. They offer you a lot of money. Then do you not just feel like you've got a big target on your back for when the next round of cuts come along? Like WWE is in a really sticky situation of their own creation because they have been, they have just devalued working there. Like they've put no, there is, there is no reason to have any faith in them because you know what? Like, in a time in in a time of need, they'll just dig out a John Cena from somewhere to come and be at every single Raw showing, and they'll book him for a big match at SummerSlam. Like they haven't built any new talent. Even the talent they did, even the talent they have invested in and have built, they've released anyway. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There is you job security at WWE is at an all time low, so you might like, as yeah. well go somewhere else. <laughs> like you no, might as was- well. That was something that came out from this uh, the Bray Wyatt news is there were a lot of people who've been in that company for a long time that were reaching out to Meltzer and SRS and Wade Keller being like, I don't know if my job is as secure as mm. I thought it was. Like, I thought I was here for life. But yeah. like, with if he can get released, I could get released tomorrow as well. I could just be cut. Uh, so it is, yeah, I I, it, I, I agree with you on that one. Like, I, at this point in time, it doesn't look like it is a fun place to go and work. No, there's and... a, I mean, there's, a, there's sort of a brutal net of safety as well. Like, you know, in the first round, like in all the releases last year, for instance, there was a bit of like a safety net of you could at least compare if you were in WWE, your career to somebody else's career and be like, well, they've been in catering for X, X amount of time. And therefore, like, it's kind of understandable that they might have been released because WWE didn't really have any plans for them, didn't really know what to do with them. And then this year's batch of releases is like they've just spent all this money on Alistair Black promos, like animation money as well. Animation ain't cheap. Like they've spent a lot of money on Alistair Black promos and they got rid of him. They've just spent they spent loads of money on The Fiend and they've got rid of him too. Like, yeah, it must feel incredibly precarious now because like, unless you're Roman Reigns, your job ain't safe. Uh, Manny R said, I've been banging a load of powder for a week now. Where are those firecrackers at? Bacon Rasher said, hey, lads, I uh, just want to get your thoughts uh, on the um, Cult of Wyndham with Bo and Braun in the Indies. Also speculation with cult, cult of personality, CM Punk, excuse me, CM Punk and Bray together. Um, yeah, so I mean, like Braun or Adam sure, uh, did put out a tweet saying, you know, the photo of them being like, man, we could do this again this summer. Like, that'd be real fun. But, you know, Bo uh, has also been released. So that is yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, all of the original Wyatt family are, are gone uh, from the company. Sadly, you know, Brody Lee is no longer with us. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I could see them wanting to do something. I could see uh, Wyndham wanting to do something with his brother, because I think that'd be quite a fun little thing to be able to do isn't it, on the indies, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can, I can definitely see that as a thing that that might happen. The one, obviously, that I think everyone's been talking about and the one that, you know, I think would be probably one of the nicest, most touching bits of wrestling news would be if he went and became the leader of the dark order like that is there is a there's a circularity to that and there's something really nice for that kind of him to step into those shoes i think that would be a really like touching moment for him too but yeah i also just think as for a fan that would be the most satisfying thing to see bray Wyatt go and do and to literally be like look at the cult now well well not a cult but you know look at the cult now like obvious it's, it's, yeah but he could pull it I, off I've, it feels like any time a spooky-ish character gets released from wwe i was like leader of the dark order and i've been saying since brody died negative one is the leader you don't mm-hmm. need to no, yeah. like yeah like negative one is the leader you don't need to but like bray is the first name when he has been released and like you just mentioned it then and like it is like that sort of full circleness of it is actually very touching and quite mm. heartwarming. Like it makes so much more sense for him to do it than Alistair Black did it because Alistair Black has got some tattoos. Like so, yeah. It, it's of of all the people that have been released, where people have been like, he should be the leader of the Dark Order. It's the only time where I've thought, yeah, actually, I could see that working and that making complete sense and being quite lovely. Like I think that that you know it would be quite nice. 
uh, where we get to. Nicholas says, wherever he goes, he should debut as a new version of his father's uh, character, IRS. Sister Abigail move should be called the budget cuts. <laughs> Winchtap said, how do you feel about Bray particularly um, being the antagonist against the Dark Order with the Cult of Wyndham? So that's quite nice, actually. It's like a new group coming into feud with the Dark Order, with Bray being mm. like, hey, your leader used to be one of my followers. So really, like I'm trying to like I'm trying to like lure John Silver and Alex Reynolds over to the cult away from the Dark Order. That's also quite a nice little story. Yeah, I think that could work really nicely too. Uh, Stephen, uh, oh sorry, I skipped one there. Uh, Matt Hennessy says Bray strikes me as a situation similar to Samoa Joe. I could see Triple H signing him to NXT in a couple of months. If he does go to another company, it's going to be AEW. Matt Hardy loves Bray and said he loves working with him in WWE. I could see him pushing AEW to sign Wyatt. That's very true. And yeah, Triple H, there's obviously every chance that Triple H could be the one to pick up the phone and be like, it didn't work out for you there, but come back here and we can do something together. That, that is always an opportunity. That is always a potential. I think the problem is there's the cap on NXT and people's people have been trained that it, it's not... NXT is not a circular product where people can just go back into the mix and then be champion again later. Like there, it always feels like the progression needs to be upwards in WWE for NXT. And yeah, Bray could probably just get more money elsewhere. Frankly, I think. Uh, Stephen Guzman said, "I'm starting to think WWE doesn't want just yes men in corporate or creative, but also talent. There's a, been a lot of creative fans who jo who really care about their characters. Obviously, there's more factors with Alistair Bray and Andrade. Feels like it's uh, there." Um, Mr. Gajili says, I'm just making sure I haven't skipped any here. Um, Mr. Gajili, hi guys. Very sad this weekend as both Alexa and Bray were in my top five and have them together was magic for me. I can also ask what you think they could do with Alexa now as she's going to get unjustified heat for something she's got no control of. I mean, I've seen a few people in the comments today saying, drop it, drop the gimmick now. Like maybe like just go back to being the goddess, drop, like, drop everything doing with Alexa just to avoid that heat. But I don't know if I fully agree with that. It is a new character. Like it's she's not she is fiend adjacent, but she's not hasn't been connected to the fiend for a few months now. Yeah, I think just turn up the heelness of the character and use the heat. The problem is she's the baby face at the moment because she's feuding with Ava. Well, yeah, I mean that is the problem. The, the problem is that they've made a they've made a character who's possessed and they've gone babyface rather than going that's a heel. Like, but now's the time to turn a heel and be like, let's go full dark side Alexa Bliss and use this use this to kind of fuel that. Like, put over someone else using it. Like, why is Alexa Bliss not going after Nikki Ash? Like, the story is there. Like, do you know what I mean? And I feel like a big bad evil person that everyone actually hates versus a superhero is the correct angle like or an almost version. superhero. The DA notes him. It's like, ah, finally Eva's face turn. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wishtap said, how do you guys feel about Bray potentially being the antagonist against the dark order? Thank you very much. We already kind of answered that one. Matt Hennessy said unrelated uh, to, but in regards to Cole, I could see him going, I could see him going. He's done everything in NXT and seeing how Mr. Uh, main roster treated carrying cross. I don't like Cole's chances. Cole strikes me as the type of guy who would not stay in one place because of the risk of becoming stale. And having said that, like Gargano and Champa seem quite content to stay there. Mm -hmm. And Gargano's found many ways to reinvent himself uh, in NXT. And like, you know, the, the way version of Johnny Gargano is completely different to the uh, Johnny Gargano we had a couple of years ago, you know, feuding with Champa. So there is every chance that he gets a character refresh and that just rejuvenates Adam Cole in NXT. I think the Gargano situation is slightly different in the sense that Gargano's kind of got it made in the sense that his best mate works there and his wife mm -hmm. works there. So, like, there is yeah. that kind of... There's a nice even keel of NXT for him of, like, you know, everything we need is in this pocket. We can all stay here. Whereas, you know, just logistically, if Brit's off doing AEW and Adam's in Florida all the time, like, it is more, it is harder. And if then if the main roster situation does become even more of a choice because then you're in diff completely different parts of the country all the time. Do you know what I mean? Uh, Mr. Kaji said, um, hi again. Can you say if Alexa 
Can you say if Alexa has asked for her release? Uh, she hasn't. I can definitely tell you that much. Um, I don't think she has. But after all the hate this weekend, she's got and always gets whenever WWE do something. She's punch. Uh, she's the punching bag for the community. I don't want her to leave, but I'd understand it. I mean, I've seen absolutely nothing to say that she has. So I don't think that is in the in the cards at all. Um, a, one last thing. Would you like to see Alexa back from this story without devaluing her? Our hard work she's put into her side of things. Uh, all the Bray's characters were spot on, as were Alexa's. A year on their first interaction. Hopefully, Chicago will be t- will be kind to her. Uh, I don't know about that one. Uh, James Hanley said, "Part of my issues with Vince and the WWE mindset is that they demand a hundred percent of their talent's loyalty times lives, but this only goes one way." CM Punk once said that contract the talent signed aren't worth the paper they're printed on. He was right. LV player Cliff says, talk it to a mate. I want to see a kind of return to the backwards cult leader, become a traveler like Mox and Kenny, go to Impact, New Japan, be a monster heel, gather a new family, original Dark Order feel with bullet club fingers in every pot. Pavi Pants said, do you see Bray as a free agent and promotions just hiring to do Firefly Funhouse with the uh, that like with one of their promotion stars? I like uh, like AEW hire him and hell run a Firefly Funhouse with Kenny on New Japan hire him and have a Firefly Funhouse with Naito. Well, they can't do the Firefly Funhouse. That is a WWE thing. Like that is a trademark of WWE. So they can't. And I think to go to another company like and do Bray doesn't seem like the sort of man who would just be like to rest on his laurels and just be like, I'm just going to do the character that I was doing mm-hmm. last year. I think that he looks at this as a chance to re like refresh and be like, what's the next character? Yeah, exactly. I think I think uh, he's kind of a restless spirit in that sense of like he wants to do the next creative thing. HCB said, hey, guys, remember watching Wyatt when I was younger and genuinely terrified of him. As I got older, I found Fiend more cool. My favorite thing in WWE, bar well, NSL, he was a massive part of WWE life. And it's sad that he's only won one match at WrestleMania out of five. Whoa. Oh, yeah. that's a horrible stat. <laughs> Yeah, it's not good. Like I said, they loved him, but they didn't want him. Didn't want him anywhere near winning stuff. Apparently, um, Andy's just messaged me saying uh, PW Insider can also confirm that the timing of the company learning of the Adam Cole issue very much lines up with the timing of the termination of Canyon Seaman. I remember the Canyon Seaman thing. He was the I can't remember who he was now. The guy that got terminated recently. He was a backstage guy. Mm. Um, apparently, it all lines up. Uh, what do we get to? Uh, Reen uh, Lambert says, Hey guys, I'm from Chicago and I know a lot of people who will be wearing Bray merch tonight, as well as someone who's sitting facing Harding, Hardcam dressed up as the Fiend. Ooh, here's hoping they're going to let him into the building. I was actually, when I went on to WWE.com to find out what was on Raw tonight, there's loads of advertising for Fiend merchandise, like through Amazon. Mm. Orcs. Uh, Joe Strikes says, Does WWE edit the crowd reactions during live shows? The way I take it on non-pay-per-view events from their YouTube clips, and it doesn't matter if I like it or not, reports on live reactions is different from YouTube or other apps. Also, RKO is contract killer. They have edited, like, in the past, like, wrestling companies have done that for decades now, like, sweetened crowds and turned them down, like, turned the mics down if they're getting a bit too Mm. raucous in the way they don't want them to go. Uh, Percy SM, check out Don't Hug Me, I'm Scared on YouTube if you want to know Bray's inspiration for the Firefly Funhouse and why I'm super excited to see what he does next. Nicholas Lama, as much as I love Bray, I don't know if he would mesh well with the characterization of the Dark Order currently, unless he came in and they turned back to the more heel group against Hangman Page. Uh, Rain Tech said, hey lads, remember Tony Khan's fun not to be taken seriously promo on social media where he said, there's only one, there's only room for one Khan in pro wrestling. I think it's time we agree. Nick Khan is good <laughs> for numbers now, but bad for WWE in the long run. And we've got one last one here from Ten Ruza, who said, I want Bray to get it. Impact would boost business and he could do whatever he wanted. Impact is a place where he would just have like complete free reign to, oh, to do yeah. what he wanted. And like, and I think that he would have probably quite a lot of fun there. Yeah, definitely. I think Impact could be like a, a, a an interesting choice for him. I don't think it's the the choice that people necessarily want him to make, but I feel like Impact, yeah, is is the place of freedom. But I think the, the issue is obviously then eyes on what you're doing. Well, uh, I think that's going to bring us to a close here. Thank you all so much for getting in touch. Thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, Laurie, do you have any sort of final thoughts on uh, on Bray's release? What a load of bobbins, Luke. What, <laughs> what's the point <laughs> in investing in anyone? It's stupid. Uh, that's my final thoughts. 
Yeah, I, I think those are excellent thoughts to end up on. Uh, yeah, thank you all so much for joining us. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow with the Raw Review. Ollie Davis and I will be doing that, which will be a interesting show to say the least given everything that has happened over the weekend uh p and tempest will be doing the nxt review on wednesday laurie sorry ollie and i will be doing aew on thursday then i'll be doing the magazine show with denise salcedo on friday and then p and tempest will be doing the smackdown review on saturday so another busy week here on the rest of the podcast channel please do subscribe if you haven't already we are making big plans for the 50k celebration Oh, I'm excited for these plans. Very, very excited for these plans. Uh, so we'll have more details on that very, very soon. Uh, for now, I've been Luke and That has been Laurie Blake. Jam that jam, everyone. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.